KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. One zero seven seven, the franchise. One zero seven nine in Tulsa. Welcome in Oklahoma City, Tulsa listeners, Thunder listeners, anyone who's listening to us right now. A city and a fan base. Oh, yes, welcome everybody. We don't discriminate here. It is a beautiful Saturday evening downtown in Oklahoma City after the Thunder just lost uh, to the Los Angeles Lakers. And um, yeah, Chisholm, there is. I don't know. I feel like the weather was nice, but there was nothing nice about this game. Uh, the LA Lakers take it 125 to 110 over the Thunder. And the Thunder just came off that big win against the Rockets on Thursday. Guys, nothing was sexy about this game. There is a lot to break down, but also not a lot to break down because the Thunder never once had the lead in this game. The Lakers were up 32 to, uh, 32 was their biggest lead. And Chisholm is also taking my phone, so it's very hard to concentrate right now. What's up, Chisholm? Nothing to watch. Watching a horrible, a horrible outing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Then this is what happens in the NBA. They get the biggest win of the season on Thursday night against the Houston Rockets. The Russell Westbrook coming back back to town. An awesome performance. Everyone praised them all week about how well they played and how good they look. And, oh, my gosh, could this team make it into the playoffs and actually win a first-round series? And they start talking about the procedure of everything and about where this team is going. And then you come out and throw a clunker on a Saturday against a Lakers team that didn't have LeBron James, it didn't have Anthony Davis, and it didn't have Danny Green. They're three highest paid, and they're three best players on the roster. All three of those guys missing, yet the Oklahoma State Thunder get blown out. I know Mm -hmm. it got a little interesting in the fourth quarter there with about two minutes left, but the Lakers pulled away for a 15-point victory and really controlled this thing from the jump. It was an ugly performance. It was sloppy. The defensive... Defensive rebounding was horrible. By my mm-hmm. last count, the Lakers had 28 second-chance points in this one, uh, and they gave up a lot of three-pointers as well, 15 on the night. 15 at 32 is what the Lakers shot from the outside. It was ugly. It was mm-hmm. ugly from the jump, and it was ugly the entire time. It really was. And this, I mean, kind of what Chisholm was saying, they were missing their three best players on this team. Danny Green, I have made no secret to uh, tell the world this. Danny Green's my favorite Laker, and so I was a little bummed about this. Obviously, lots of Laker fans in Chesapeake tonight. Very bummed not to see LeBron James play. No Anthony Davis. He was a little bit of a game-time decision, but he did sit out last night against the Mavericks in Dallas, so he did uh, end up sitting out tonight. And, guys, it didn't matter because the Lakers had the fighting Kyle Kuzmas. (laughs) They had Rajon Rondo, the biggest star in the world. They had Dwight Howard, who did some good things. Uh, They had Contavious Caldwell-Pope. He slid into the starting lineup tonight. JaVale McGee, he didn't really score a lot, but he had six points, and all six of those points were just, like, slaughtering Steven Adams at the rim. The Lakers looked so good, and it was just... I don't know. It was a little bit mind-boggling because I don't think Thunder fans were fully expecting this. I think they were hoping that everything that happened on Thursday was going to carry over into Saturday. And that was just not at all what happened. Um, like I said kind of earlier, the Thunder never had the lead in this game. This was the Lake show to the max. 
and uh, it was really ugly. But real quick, we forgot to tell you guys where we are. We're here in Flint in downtown Oklahoma City. It's underneath the Colcord Hotel. And, guys, this place is hopping and popping right now. Everybody's leaving Chesapeake Energy Arena. They're already coming on over. Drinks are flowing. They have amazing food here, and they always take such good care of the franchise crew when we're here. So big shout-out to Flint. Uh, come say hi to us. Chisholm and I are a good time. And I don't think I've done postgame with you in a hot minute, Chisholm. It, is not, it has been a very, very <laughs> long time, It's been a Madison. hot minute. It absolutely has. And we're down here at Flint having a great drink. Tom Collins is my drink of choice whenever I come down mm-hmm. here. So make sure you uh, head this way. The bartenders will take great care of you as well as the wait staff. But, I mean, you hit on it. There's a there's a growing narrative with this team. First, okay, so if this is the thir- third game of the year, this is the Washington Wizards game. Oh, yeah. Everyone's leaving the peak right now going, eh, yeah. it's kind of what we thought. Yeah. This team's not going to be very good. But because of how well they played lately, how many wins they've rattled off in a stretch, best team since Thanksgiving, everyone's saying on ESPN and every talk show, this has been the hottest team in the NBA. Yeah. That when you're playing a team without their three best players, you expect to win at home. And they didn't. They didn't show up. And that normally is what happens in an NBA game. After you get a giant win, you have a letdown the next night. You do. And so this is a couple days later after Houston, you have a letdown. The great thing about the Thunder team is they haven't had any of those this year outside of this one now yeah. and the Indiana game earlier in the year. That was so great. I'm sure fans who a few months ago would just be walking out shrugging their shoulders are walking out tonight at the peak disappointed and a little angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this doesn't shock me completely. Uh, so last night kind of what I said, the Lakers were in Dallas, and they got a pretty big win down there. They really frustrated a lot of the Dallas players. Uh, They won at 129-114, to so big performances there. LeBron James actually did play last night, Um, but yeah, he was out tonight. They called it flu-like symptoms, but then uh, other people were saying that he had a cold. Obviously, everybody knows Anthony Davis took that scary fall. I believe it was on Tuesday, and he has um, a bruise on his booty, and so he was not going to play tonight, and so... Yeah, guys, I don't know. Kyle Kuzma, he looked great. He got a new season high tonight. Um, Rajon Rondo, he got a new season high with 21. Kyle Kuzma had 36. It just, they had no answer to the Lakers tonight. The Thunder didn't. And it was just a lot of great shooting by Los Angeles. They shot 52% from the floor. They were 47% from the three-point line shooting, 15 of 32. They just, they looked good, Chisholm. They looked like a good Lakers team, and LeBron or not, like, they came to win, and that's exactly what Frank Vogel said before the game. Yeah, they, they came here to play the game, and sometimes you have this happen whenever there's a player missing from a superstar roster. Your best player's missing. Everyone rallies around that fact and says, okay, let's go prove that we're also worthy to be in the NBA. That's what happened tonight. This Lakers team with Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Rajon Rondo and Dwight Howard a bunch of who's who and a bunch of guys who've been all over the place and moved around. They decided they want to show that they were real NBA players tonight, and the Thunder decided they didn't want to show up. And it's it's just that narrative that happens in the NBA. This is a letdown game, and this is a big letdown game that everyone should be upset about. And I get it. If you're a Thunder fan, you should be upset, even though this is a game you didn't expect to win when the season started. But the Lakers with Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo, Catavius Caldwell-Pope, JaVale McGee, Kyle Kuzma, those are all fine players. Those guys should all be on NBA rosters. Mm-hmm. Those guys shouldn't dominate the Thunder at home. No, that, that just shouldn't no, no, happen. No. And that's what happened tonight. So the Thunder got to reevaluate a little bit here. Obviously, it's you just kind of shrug your shoulders and you move on to the next one, one of 82. I'm sure that's what we're going to hear from Billy Donovan <laughs> and the entire yeah. players during the locker room session. But this is a little bit of a, okay, we thought you didn't do this. We thought this wasn't who you were. This is a loss that we expect with a Russell Westbrook-led Thunder team. 
This is not a loss we expect with this Oklahoma City Thunder team that showed up night in and night out. Oh yeah, no, it was it was kind of ugly, and I kind of feel bad because we've been <laughs> we've been uh, knocking on the Thunder. I'm gonna go ahead and let Matt Burton get that player of the game fired up here in just a second because we should probably talk about uh, a guy who did something pretty fantastic. And there, you know, there's actually a couple that I want to highlight for the Thunder roster, but I'll uh, I'll be fair and choose one. So go ahead, Matt. Now, the Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. So, my player of the game, um, at first, I really wanted it to be Danilo Gallinari. And uh, he played pretty, you know, he played pretty well tonight. He was 8 of 17 from the floor, 4 of 9 from the three-point line. He had 24 points. Um, and he even got a technical tonight. And that's Shout out to so, <laughs> I Okay, first of all, I love when players get technicals. I think it's really funny. Also, I love that it came from Danilo Gallinari because he is the most, like, soft-spoken. He's very uh, vague about everything. He doesn't say a lot. He, uh, I mean, he's Italian. I don't know. I hear those Italians <laughs> get crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he said because I was actually here at Flint. I wasn't in the arena anymore when that happened. Um, so I kind of thought that was funny. But... My player of the game is going to go to Shea Gilgis Alexander. He was 8 of 17 tonight, 1 of 4 from three-point line. Not great, but he was 7 of 7 from the free throw line. He also had 24 points. Uh, he had 8 rebounds, but no assists. Uh, it's okay, but I, I don't know. Shea, he kind of went into this mode there in the fourth quarter, and Chisholm was talking about the fourth quarter a little bit ago about how they were able to actually pull it in and like kind of make it a game. And Shea Gildas Alexander did something that I think Thunder fans are very, um, they're used to seeing with Russell Westbrook the past couple of years. You know, Russell, he used to be the player that would take everything into his own hands and just launch forward and say, okay, you know what? Enough of this. Like, I'm going to take this. I got this. I'm going to lead us to victory. And I really do think that's what Shea tried to do tonight. Obviously, it wasn't enough, but I really liked the valiant effort he put out. And uh, that is exactly what Thunder fans want to see out of a future leader. Yes, I, I think Shea tried to take the game by the reins there in the fourth quarter to some success and some not-so-good success. Uh, but Chris Paul's mentioned it before. This Thunder team is at its best whenever Shea is the one leading the closing effort. Now, I don't know if that's just lip service of Chris Paul talking well about a young teammate trying to build up his confidence, or Chris Paul really believes that. Because if you watch the games, Chris Paul's really the one dictating where things are going in the fourth quarter. But this is what Shea goes alexander looks like whenever he's running it down as the lead man. And I thought some success there for sure. Uh, my player of the game, I thought you were going to take Justin Patton. I thought, oh, I was, I totally forgot. You forgot, you forgot to take Justin Patton. I forgot Justin Patton was Who went one from one from the field and one of one from three Ooh, with two minutes. What uh, a guy. He was a, uh, he was a plus one on the night, so he really might have been the choice. Uh, for me, the player of the game is going to be Shea Gillis-Alexander. I think he was the best one on the floor. Uh, large stretches. He also had the toughest assignment on the defensive end as well. I think they kind of lost this game in spite of him in some stretches. Him and Danilo are really the only two that I saw jump out at me. Yeah. Reverse shout-out before uh, <laughs> Matt Burton goes. Reverse shout-out to Terrence Ferguson, who I thought was lost yes. for large stretches of this game. Uh, after playing so well on Thursday night against Houston and playing great defense against James Harden, he just looked all over the place tonight uh, against this Lakers team. Matt, who's your player of the game? My player of the game, I'm going with Danilo Gallinari. Um, not only because he played great, um, he was one of the only two, I thought, like you said, him and Shea uh, were the two that kind of stood out tonight. Um, not only that, but Madison, he showed up in a turtleneck again. He yes, showed he up did. in a turtleneck again. Guys, we were full on matching tonight. I mean, his coat was blue, mine is gray, but we were full on matching. He had the black jeans, I had the black jeans. He had his black turtleneck, I had, I did as well. 
Guys. He's he from is, Italy. You've been to Italy. I've been. We are not going to talk We're about that on the We're connecting the dots. Radio. We are not going to talk about that. Um, yeah. No, he is the most reliable turtleneck wearer on the Thunder roster. So big shout out to Danilo Gallinari. I want to give a small so, yeah. shout out to Darius Baisley, too. Darius Baisley came in at the end whenever they're not, not so much the first half, but at the end whenever um, I wouldn't say the Thunder were trying <laughs> to make a comeback, uh, but when they were trying not to lose by 40, um, he was playing some good defense, doing some good things there uh, at the end. So that's nice to see. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge Baisley fan, it so it's is. nice to see him play well. He had like two swats in the span of a minute, and it was awesome because he was like, nah, I'm not messing around right now. Like, I'm... I'm going to end this. Uh, but anyway, we'll go ahead and take our first break. I think we actually went a little too long on that, but we had a lot to say. And so we'll take a break. Uh, come down to the Flint. If you're out and about in Bricktown, you're finishing up at the Thunder game, come enjoy it. It's a good time. Chiz and I are here. We're a good time. So come say hi. And uh, when we get back, we'll talk more about this game. We'll talk about what's coming up on Monday night with the Thunder, and we'll just uh, – talk about some stats some good stuff that happened tonight there weren't a lot but we can find some so you are listening to the franchise thunder first state postgame show here on 1077 the franchise 1079 in tulsa postgame show chisholm holland madison morris the flint restaurant underneath the cold court hotel right here on sheridan caddy corner to chesapeake energy arena great place to come grab a drink grab some food after this beautiful awaits Oh, Tough, agonizing Thunder loss. <laughs> it was agonizing. Flint's packed, though, right now. Some people in here hanging out, getting some booze, getting the bartenders to take care of them, doing a great job as always. So come swing by. It's our favorite place to be before and after all Thunder home games is the Flint restaurant underneath the Cold Court Hotel. All right, so the Lakers get a 125-110 victory over the Oklahoma City Thunder in this one. Obviously, the Lakers coming to town, missing their two superstars in Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Anthony Davis was a late scratch LeBron James was scratched this morning uh, in this one. So we knew that those two guys were not going to be playing going into it. Danny Green also not playing in this one. But neither here nor there, the Lakers come away with a big victory in large part because of their efficient offense and their offensive rebounding. The Lakers got 12 offensive rebounds in this one that led to 28 additional. That's right, 28 additional second-chance points on 12 offensive rebounds. Ouch. Let's rattle through this box score very quickly. Kyle Kuzma. Led the way for the Los Angeles Lakers tonight, 15-24 from the floor, 4-6 of six from the three-point line, seven rebounds, 36 points in this one. Really impressive performance from Kyle Kuzma, who also looks like a Backstreet Boy with his <laughs> shaved, bleached hair. He looks like Eminem. JaVale McGee, the starting center. That's right, that JaVale McGee had seven rebounds and six assists in this one. He also got called for a double dribble, as did Dwight Howard at one point. <laughs> uh, and despite that, somehow the Thunder still found a way to lose. Avery Bradley started at... Shooting guard, uh, 25 minutes with three points. Rajon Rondo, 33 minutes. Really an awesome night for Rondo. A vintage performance from him. 12 yeah, rebounds, eight assists in 21 in this one. Catavius Caldwell-Pope was the other starter filling in for LeBron James with three rebounds and 11 points. Really a complete effort all the way around for the Los Angeles Lakers. They had four bench players all in double digits, one of which was Alex Caruso. Who, a if you, legend. If you follow Alex Caruso at all, you know this was a revenge game for Caruso mm. to come back to Oklahoma City where he had played on the blue for a full season. The, blue, the Oklahoma City Thunder didn't sign him. Now he's with the Los Angeles Lakers. Came back and got his revenge at the peak. He's tearing it up. And he looks like your mailman. The Oklahoma City Thunder box score, Danilo Gallinari, 32 minutes, as we mentioned earlier in the play of the game segment, 8-17 from the floor, 4-9 of nine from the three-point line, 24 points. Steven Adams, your starting center, 29 minutes, 6-10 of 10 from the floor, 12 points and 8 rebounds. He felt very vital tonight. Because this is another game, another game 
where Nerlens Noel was missing. The backup center position with Nerlens Noel is one of the better backups in the league. The backup center position with Mike Muscala. Yeah! A little bit of a different story. Thunder First Day postgame show, Chisholm Holland, Madison Morris, Matt Burton, taking care of you as always. Sorry about those technical difficulties. We're popping here at Flint. A lot of people. A lot of people hanging out down here. I think that might be doing something with our connection issues. All right. Right through the box score again for the Oklahoma State Thunder very quickly. Danilo Gallinari, 32 minutes, 24 points, and Madison Morris is player of the game. Steven Adams had 29 minutes, 6 of 10 from the floor, 12 points. Chris Paul, 32, 7 of 13 from the floor, 1 of 5 from the three-point line with 16 points. Terrence Ferguson, as I was mentioning when I found out that we had dropped, 24 minutes, 0 of 2 from the floor, a minus 31 in the box score plus minus. Now, a lot of context with the box score plus minus. Single games are the worst thing that you can look at. Minus 31, though. That's so bad, y'all. That is so bad. And, like, this is the bad part. I was just singing praises for Terrence Ferguson not too long ago because – I thought he was starting to look a little bit better. He was performing a lot. Like, I don't know. He looked better on defense. Like, he was doing a lot of the dirty work. I thought he was starting to really pick it up and do something great. Um, Then he made me eat my words. I think uh, we can go ahead and say that he lost his powers like Samson when he cut his hair. Yes, absolutely. Bring the hair back, man. Bring the hair back, Terrence. Bring the hair back. All right, your last starter is Shea Gilson-Alexander with 8-17 to 17 from the floor, 1-4 of four from the three-point line, 7-7 seven to seven from the free throw line, which is positive sign, seeing him get to the rim and get those free throw attempts. Eight rebounds, zero assists, which is a little bit of a glaring number in this one, 24 points for Shea. Your lead man off the bench and six-man-of-the-year contestant, Dennis Schroeder, 34 minutes, 5 of 15 from the floor, 1 of 6 from the three-point three line in 13 points. This is one of the this is one of the poorer Dennis Schroeder performances that we've yeah. seen as of lately. He struggled to get the offense going from the bench uh, and ha- heaved up a lot of shots just to get to his 13. Yeah. Overall, though, you could say that about a whole lot of players. They just looked absent. The Thunder went six guys deep this or sorry, five guys deep during the actual meaningful minutes of this game, and they weren't getting a lot from anybody. Did- right. Billy Donovan was trying. Okay, Abdul Nader. Nope. Darius Baisley. Nope. Mike Muscala. Nope. Hamadou Diallo. Hamadou Diallo. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, five. He, oh, they, no. They weren't finding any consistent play off this bench tonight, uh, and that really showed. And uh, outside of us, like I said, Shea Gilles Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, who felt like they played their normal games, mm-hmm. and Chris Paul doing what Chris Paul does, he struggled from the outside with his, with his three-point shot. Yeah. But – Really, it felt like it was struggling from everybody else. It really was, and like it was just kind of a weird game because Chris Paul, he tried so hard to have those clutch moments that he's so known for now in Oklahoma City, and those weren't falling tonight. And then Dennis Schroeder, he tried so hard to have those. I mean, he went one of six tonight from the three-point line, and he's usually the guy that, I mean, I would pick to shoot the three-shot because I think that he is comfortable taking that. I think he's good when he is on. He was so off tonight. I mean... Um, Chisholm already said this, but he was 5 of 15, 1 of 6 from the three-point line. He just, he wasn't the same Dennis Schroeder, and that's exactly what this game was missing. It's just that the performances that these guys have been giving the past couple of weeks that have really gotten Thunder fans super excited, they were gone tonight. They just weren't, they were completely absent. They didn't show up. They didn't look like they were ready to play this game. And I don't want to knock on them too hard because obviously that's going to happen. That happens to every single team, like, I don't know. It was the Lakers. They probably presented a really tough challenge. They put a lot of pressure on these guys. And obviously coming off that big win on Thursday, 
it's really hard to carry something like that over unless, obviously, you are the Lakers and they were able to get the big one in Dallas, but uh, then come back and obviously win really well in Oklahoma City tonight. But, I mean, I don't know. that I don't think this Thunder team has that ability to do something like that right now. They may later on in the season. Who knows? But I just I wasn't totally shocked that the Thunder were not able to clinch this win tonight. I think that it was a hard-fought game. They really did try to make it a game there in the fourth quarter, so that does speak volumes to how they're not going to go away. They're not going to quit fighting. They're really going to do everything that they can to make sure they make it a game. I just think it got way too out of hand, way too early in the game. And Billy Donovan has always been the guy to say, the key to winning these games is to start off hot and to at least, like, keep that over the game you know we want to sustain this high energy all throughout the game and if we can't against good teams like los angeles uh then it's going to be a loss and that's exactly what it was tonight absolutely matt burton i know you were back at the franchise studios the concrete compound as dave garrett calls it watching this game what did you see tonight for this oklahoma city thunder disappointing performance um honestly i don't think that they it's hard to say they played bad defense it's just the lakers were just making shots they were they were hot Early and often, especially Kyle Kuzma. I mean, what, what the heck? The guy's gonna get traded, supposedly, and then comes out and does that. Starts off five for five, only misses his sixth one because he was feeling it, and it was at the end of the quarter, and it was about forty-five foot shot. Or else he might have started off six for six. Who knows? But no, I, I don't think, I don't think they played terrible defense tonight, Oklahoma City. It was just, it's just one of those games. I mean, those prof- yeah. professional basketball, professional basketball players. They're going to have nights where they just can't miss. And that was yeah. that was tonight. No, I really, I, I honestly, I hate when people say this because I kind of roll my eyes at it, but I'm totally about to say it right now. I think that this game, the oh Lakers were really? meant, I think the Lakers were meant to win this game. Like, they were not Destiny? missing. Destiny, what are you talking about Honestly, here? they were not missing at all. Kyle Kuzma looked like a star out there tonight. Well. And obviously, Rondo, um, he looked so good. He looked so talented. He was just... He was hitting everything he wanted to hit, and it was just like a, this is going to get ugly real fast, and it did. There was a, there was one timeout, I think Billy Donovan called it, and it was like 29 to 12, and it just it looked so bad. They gave up 41 points in the first quarter of this game, and that's just, that's the exact opposite of what Billy Donovan wants to see from his team, and they were not able to come back from this because I hate to say it, but I don't think this Thunder team, if they are going to go out and allow 41 points and only pick up 19 in the first quarter, they are not going to be able to come back from that. And, I mean, they proved it tonight, y'all. I'm, not, I'm just speaking facts over How here. How bad was this game in the first quarter they gave up 41 to the Los Angeles Lakers? In the second quarter they gave up 32. On the Thunder broadcast on television heading into halftime, they said out loud, well, you know, the second quarter they got a lot better. They only gave up 32. They only, they gave, only up. gave up 32 in the second quarter. They're oh, really no. figuring it out here oh, no. on the defensive end for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And to your point uh, that Matt and Madison were both making, I mean, Dwight Howard, 4 of 8. Quinn Cook, 5 of 10. Alex Caruso, 4 of 8. Troy Daniels, 5 of 11. Catavius Caldwell-Pope, 4 of 6. Avery Bradley, uh, 2 of 3. JaVale McGee, 3 of 6. Kyle Kuzma, 5 of 24. Everyone was shooting well. Everyone on the Lakers team shot really, really well. They ended up shooting 52% from the floor, as Madison mentioned earlier, and 47% from the three-point line. That's going to be tough. Now, you take all that into consideration, the Lakers also had 17 turnovers in this one, and the Oklahoma State Thunder only had 13. 
there should have been a little bit more of an offensive output, it feels like to me, from Oklahoma City, maybe trying to get out and transition a little bit more. But where it really came down to, the Lakers, 12 offensive rebounds, the Thunder had five. The Lakers got all the extra possessions, and it led to second-chance points Mm -hmm. that helped them pull away from this one. Uh, Let's see. Uh, they had 12 points off of turnovers, the Los Angeles Lakers did. The Oklahoma City only had nine. The fast break points was the same. It was really just a, a point where, at one point, Los Angeles was up by 32. I just don't know what else you can do in that situation other than just blame the fact that we're not getting the defensive rebound. And when we are, we're not giving up a two-point play. We're giving up a three-point play on average. It really just helped expand that lead. And it was an ugly game for large stretches of this one. Yeah. Um, in large part because of the defensive rebounding and what they got going on the inside. Yeah, no. Honestly, I don't even know what else to say except for this game was ugly. And, like, I've said before in the past that, you know, the Thunder were due this game. They were due kind of a bad loss. They were not due this game at all. It just happened. It was ugly. It's something that they're going to have to just push aside because they have a game on Monday in, what, Minnesota, I believe? They play the Timberwolves on Monday. Um, But, yeah, it. I should probably know that. Honestly, this game was just bad. Um, hopefully they can learn a little bit from this. I think that it was just a really good team in the Lakers. Even though they were missing their star power, they're still a really good team. And sometimes other decent teams, like the Thunder, I think they're a decent team. They're really progressing. They're doing some good things. Sometimes these teams like the Thunder, they're not going to have answers for the Lakers. And that's just that. I mean, we saw Dallas last night. They didn't really have an answer for them either. Right now I think the Lakers are just hot. They are a good team who's being very well coached. They have a bunch of really high talent on their team, and they showed it off tonight. So, honestly, Thunder fans, I wouldn't fret too much about this. Yeah, it was an ugly loss, but it wasn't a bad detrimental loss. And, uh, I mean, draft picks. I mean, people are still talking about that. So, everybody, uh, don't don't freak out yet. Draft picks. The word of the Oklahoma City Thunder fan base. All right, we're going to rattle through the upcoming schedule of Oklahoma City. We'll take a timeout, and then on the other side, we'll get to around the association. We're Matt Burton back in studio. Woo! We'll uh, get us taken care of telling us what's going on around the league. But let's hop in and talk about what's upcoming for this Oklahoma City team. We'll get all three of our opinions and our win predictions on basically uh, what's coming up in the next few weeks. As Madison mentioned, on Monday, January 13th, they're playing at Minnesota. That game is a 7 p.m. tip-off, and that'll be on your local Fox broadcast. So it is Minnesota. I was right. Cool. At Minnesota on Monday, Madison, they win or lose that game? Um, so right now, it kind of comes down to whether Andrew Wiggins plays or not. Um, I I mean, if he does, I think they... Andrew st- Wiggins only gets his superpowers in Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's very true, actually. Um, yeah, it kind of comes down to that a little bit, just because I think there's something about the Thunder that he is just able to take off. Um, however... Um, so right now, Carl Anthony Towns, he has not been playing. He's been kind of dealing with some injuries. And I, I don't know. If he doesn't play on Monday, that could be another story. But Minnesota, they went through that stretch where they had like eight straight losses. They kind of hit a really weird hump in the season. They've been okay recently, but it's been like every other game has been either really good or really bad. Sure. So I don't know. I think the Thunder can really pull it together and take that win on Monday. Madison? Or sorry, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, you guys are just so Matt. similar by the sound of your voice. I it's, know, uh, right? My full name is actually Matt Isson, so oh, yeah, I, I see where it. you got. I see where you got confused. Um, that's so rad. All right, so what what game we went? Minnesota. I think that's a win. I think that's a win. On a post game show, <laughs> I say it a lot. Um, how many games further do we go? We got Minnesota, Toronto, Miami, Portland, or that, that, Houston, oh, yeah, Houston, Orlando, Orlando. Okay, cool. Uh, win against 
the Timberwolves. I will go win against Toronto and Portland, loss against Miami. And then okay. uh, loss at Houston, win at Orlando. Mm. Okay. So we go four and two? Do we go four? Yeah. I'll say four and two. That's not bad. Four and two on a six game stretch. That's not bad. All right. So Madison's at one win at Minnesota. Toronto at home? Toronto at home. Uh, I really. I don't know. It's another, like, it depends on who plays. I would love to see Pascal Siakam play, though. He's he is, close. Gosh, he's one of my favorite players. I don't. I think Oklahoma said he has a good chance. If he's not out there playing, I hate putting it down to just one player, but I don't well, know. The, when it's their best player, it's fair. It, yeah, that does make sense. But I don't know. The Raptors have been another up-and-down team this season. They haven't been the same Raptors from last season for obvious reasons. Um, I don't know. If they're here in Oklahoma City, I think the Thunder can win that one. All right, so Miami at home on a Friday, January 17th. Matt Burton. Um, loss. I will say loss. Loss, Madison. Um, I'm gonna say loss as well, just because Jimmy Butler is lighting it up and Brady Trantham is going to, to be pick a fight so with excited. Trying to pick a fight with everybody. Portland at home on a Saturday. That's a back to back. That's a Ooh. loss. Portland is imploding. Mellow. I don't even care. I'm just excited. You say that's a loss. Oh, sorry. I mean, that's City? a win. That's a oh, win because <laughs> because <laughs> that's sorry, match got a little ahead of myself there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that's a win for Oklahoma City, too. I think they can pull that out. I, I like what Oklahoma City is able to do against teams like Portland because the Trailblazers are not a bad team, but they do struggle kind of in, like, random situations like the Thunder. And so, I don't know. I think Oklahoma City could put enough pressure on them unless Melo decides to be vintage. At Houston? No, they're going to lose that game. Lost. All right. At, at Orlando. Markel <laughs> Fultz dunked earlier. Like, three days ago, I saw a Twitter video where he dunked it. Um, I don't know, y'all. I think Aaron Gordon's so good. Yeah, yeah, I do. I really do. I you think, think Aaron Gordon's good or is so he's good. Fun. I think he's fun. He's I don't know if he's, fun. I don't think yeah. he's really good. I don't know. He's he can like he can put enough excitement in a game to where Orlando looks a lot better than they actually are because he just put pressure on another guy. So I don't know. I think I think Thunder could win that game, but I wouldn't be shocked if they lost it. I think that's a win for the Thunder. Um, I like Evan Fournier, too. Evan Fournier is probably one of the most underrated players that's averaging, like, 18 a game in the now, league. Now, this guy is not playing. He's going to miss a whole lot of time. I think it's upwards of it's going to be upwards of a month. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, if the season ended today, he wouldn't have won Defensive Player of the Year. But he would have been on the ballot. He would have been a top three Defensive Player of the Year guy. And Jonathan Isaac, he's been playing very well in Orlando. To Oklahoma City's favor, he's not going to be playing on January 22nd when the Thunder go to Orlando. All right, this is the first take Thunder Post Game Show live from the Flint Restaurant underneath the Colcord Hotel right here on Sher- Sheridan Avenue. Uh, let's say north w- west, I don't do, northwest I don't do directions. Corner. I have literally have no idea. Northwest corner of the Chesapeake Energy Arena right here by a stop with a new uh, streetcar that goes by as we're staring at them as they're staring at us through the window. Uh, so come down here, grab a drink, grab some food before or after any Thunder home game. This is the best place in the city uh, to come swing by with you and your family. The great wait staff and the bartenders will take care of you. And the food is magnificent. As a person who gets to eat it 41 times a year, <laughs> let me tell you, seriously, I'm not even being funny. I look forward to every single home game just for the food. It's, it's so good. It is outstanding here at Flint. So come by anytime and let these wonderful patrons take care of you. All right. Better first take post game show on the other side. We'll get to around the association on 1077 the franchise in Oklahoma City, 1079 the franchise in Tulsa. Thunder first take post game show, Chisholm Hall, Madison Morris, live from Flint Restaurant underneath the Cole Court Hotel. If you're looking for the AFC Divisional Playoff game between the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens, it's here. It's not here. What? It's, it's me and Madison. Well, it's, it's on TV. It's on TV. You can be watching it right now. 
Uh, Tennessee, in a shocking development, is up 28-12 to on Baltimore, in Baltimore. I don't know what uh, the biggest upset in playoff history is, and I'm sure it's not this. But this might be the biggest upset in playoff history of my lifetime. Oh, no. I, seriously, Tennessee's 9-7. and seven. They're not very good. Ryan Tannehill's their quarterback, and he has 88 yards. They're being the number one seed who, by DVOA and a bunch of other metrics that don't really matter because no one cares about, Baltimore was the, one of the best teams in history this year in the regular season. So, shocking development there going on in the sports world, but not while you're here. Oklahoma City took a 125-110 to loss tonight in the Chesapeake Energy Arena. Here at the uh, the site of the massacre is Alex Caruso and Kyle <laughs> Kuzma. The massacre. Standing over the dead body of this Oklahoma City team. It was ugly from the jump. It was ugly the entire time. Oklahoma City pulled within 10 in the final few moments after trailing by as much as 32 at one point. So I don't know if they should Gross. be commended for trying to make it interesting or be degraded because they let it blow out to 32 on a team missing Next, LeBron James, Danny Green, and Anthony Davis. But neither here nor there, eventually Oklahoma City fell to get their 17th loss on the season. Now Oklahoma City is 22-17. and 17. The Los Angeles Lakers are currently 32-7, and seven, the number one team in the Western Conference. I'll rattle down the standings for the Western Conference, and Matt Burton will take us around the association to wrap up our show here. All right, the Western Conference, as I mentioned, the Los Angeles Lakers are first, 32-7 and seven on the year. Denver Nuggets come in second, 26-11, and 11, which is a little bit of a surprising story after Denver came out slow from the gate. Uh, but since then, they've righted the ship. Los Angeles Clippers, probably the most talented team in the league, just in a roster standpoint, is 27-12. and 12. They've been sitting alternately, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard all season, contributing to some of a few unexpected losses. Fourth place is the Houston Rockets, 26-12 and 12 on the season, uh, with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Russell Westbrook had a really fantastic layup today and a blowout loss, uh, but he did the uh, behind-the-back sham god. It was incredible. So shout-out to Russell. Vintage. Great video played for him on Thursday here in Oklahoma City. That was so good. Dallas Mavericks, oh, sorry, Utah Jazz are fifth. They are also 26-12. and 12. So the three, four, and five seed all have the same amount of losses, and they're all one game behind the Denver Nuggets. At 26-12, and 12, the Utah Jazz have won 15 of their last 16. If I'm not mistaken, they have been red hot, despite the fact that Mike Conley has not played in any of those games. Donovan Mitchell has been outstanding. For about a month and a half. And that's the reason why Oklahoma City, despite their all these wins that they put up in a row and all these big winning streaks, haven't gained a whole lot of ground because teams like Utah, teams like Houston, and teams like Dallas, who are right above them, have been winning games at essentially the same rate. So all for naught as far as the conference standings go. And six, the Dallas Mavericks are 24-15. and 15. They got some news that Chris Porzingis is going to be missing some time. Uh, but they stay in the sixth seed. Yikes. And the Oklahoma City Thunder are currently seventh as it sits right now, 22-17, and 17, two games behind the Dallas Mavericks. They're five games up on the eighth seed. Madison, without looking, do you know who the eighth seed in the Western Conference is right now? Uh, No, I don't. I would take a guess, but Matt, are you, I Are always, you looking at the standings? I am I'm not looking. Wrong. I would guess the either the Trailblazers or the Timberwolves. No, or the Memphis Grizzlies. I know they were up around there. It is indeed the Memphis Grizzlies. That was your third oh, guess, so I'll wow. give you one-third of a point. That's what I meant John to say Morant, first. John Morant, Triple J, and Brandon... Yeah, that's what you meant to say. Sorry, good call. Uh, John Morant, Triple J, and Brandon Clark coming through, getting to the AC despite being 17-22 and 22 on the year. They're currently sitting at eight. 
They're tied. They're tied with the San Antonio Spurs right now, uh, but do have the tiebreaker. So Oklahoma City five games up on the team below them, and only two games behind the sixth seed. All right, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. People have been begging for it, waiting for it, texting me, tweeting me, telling me that we need to get to around the association with Matt Burton. Let's go around the association for an NBA scoreboard update. Brought to you by Oklahoma Operation Lifesaver. Yes, this is my mother's favorite segment. <laughs> Going around the association here. Uh, the Houston Shout Rockets. Out Mrs. Burton. <laughs> Shout out. Um, the Houston Rockets get a home win against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Bounce back, scoring 139 to Minnesota's 108. Uh, James Harden led the way with 32 and 12 rebounds, and Russell with 30. So you give me and quick, the fancy uh, slip of the year. Buffering here, buffering here. Um, the Celtics get a home win against the New Orleans Pelicans, 140 to 105. Jason Tatum led the way for the Celtics with 41, 41 for the former Duke guy, and another former Duke guy led the Pelicans in scoring. Frank Jackson with 22. The Chisholm, shout your out Bulls. Frank Jackson. Shout out Frank Jackson. No, Chisholm, they're not my Bulls anymore. Your Bulls nope, I've get a road win against associate. Jerry's Pistons. Zach Levine leads the way. Shout out Jerry. Zach Levine leads the way with 25 uh, for the Bulls and Derrick Rose with 20 did for you see the Pistons. The, uh, did you see the report, Matt Burton, that everyone, and I mean everyone on the Detroit Pistons roster right now, is open for being traded, including... The living legend himself, the local guy, Blake Griffin. That doesn't surprise me. Despite being out for the rest of the year. Right, yeah, that, does, that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, Detroit uh, Detroit doesn't do a whole lot. Doesn't do a whole lot for me. They're kind of my, Detroit is probably my, like, like just, eh, team, you know? Yeah, mine's it, the Magic. It, right, yes, yes, the Magic are a good one. Yeah, um, just, eh. yeah they're yeah, still just, in the league. Just, yeah, they're, they're there. They, d- they should have a team. No one should take their team away. In the NFL, they, mine they, was the Titans, but now uh, I'm going to have to find a new one. I have to find a new one. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks I get... famously lost a bet to Colby Powell, our good friend Colby Powell, recently about the Tennessee Titans. And so I owe him a steak dinner for him and his wife. And so that's cool. Too, uh... <laughs> Way to go. Oof. Also didn't know Ryan Tannehill was going to be Powell. just amazing. But uh, the Dallas Mavericks get a home win against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Tobias Harris led the Sixers with 20 and Dwight Powell and Luka Doncic led the way for the Mavericks with 19 apiece. A couple games in progress. The Cavaliers are on top of the Denver Nuggets right now in Denver. 109 oh, no. to 101 right now. Colin Sexton oh with 24 leading the way with for, for the Cavs. And then uh, in Portland, the Trailblazers are taking on the Bucks right now. Uh, just went to halftime. The Bucks are on top 64 to 55. And that was around nice. the association, a.k.a. my mom's favorite segment. <laughs> Good job, Matt Burton, bringing the heat, literally, because I feel like you're about to pass it's out. It's hot in here. It is a million degrees back here in the studio, so I'm glad I didn't so pass out through in. that. Good. Proud of you. Uh, Derek Henry just made history in the NFL. I know this isn't, but come on, guys. The Thunder lost by a whole lot to the Los Angeles Lakers. We've said it all. Derrick Henry just set a record in the NFL. He's the first player in NFL history to have 180 or more rushing yards in three straight games. Good nice. Lord. Nice. Just Good games, Lord. not even like postseason. Like, wow. Good for Derrick Henry. No, it's not even over yet. Der- and you know they're going to be running the ball a lot more because they're trying to run out the clock. 
So I think uh, Derrick Henry might crack that 200 number today. And that'd be quite impressive. But, all right, so let's go ahead and talk about a little bit of long-term here of our vision for Oklahoma City, and then we'll wrap up this show. Obviously, there was the report from Woj saying that Oklahoma City is still open for business. Mm-hmm. Steven Adams, Dennis Schroeder, Danilo Gallinari, all those guys are on the table, as you saw. I don't know if everyone watched that segment that Woj did. Uh, Chris Paul, not in that list of players that he mentioned. Yeah. No, that's kind of crazy. Um, I think right now uh, the big talk is kind of when's, when, uh, when's someone going to go? When's someone going to be taken away? When is this team going to be uh, kind of changed up a little bit? I don't really know. I think right now Dennis Schroeder and Steven Adams are really big in the talk because obviously a lot of talk has come out of Atlanta for Steven Adams. That would be weird seeing that guy go. But, I mean, it's kind of it's how it goes. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, very valuable right now. I think it would be interesting to see what Oklahoma City could get for him. However, right now, I was telling Chisholm this before the show. Or was I telling you? No, I was telling someone else. <laughs> I was telling someone else here. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Did you just confuse me with a bartender? Yeah, I actually was. <laughs> I confused oh you with a bartender. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I wasn't telling Chisholm this, but I was telling one of the guys who works here who takes very good care of us, by the way. That shows you how great, how friendly <laughs> the bartenders are here. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. I have deep, live conversations with them. But I was actually telling them that I think right now where this team is, the best thing is to just leave them how they are. Just because I think that they... They are learning a lot of cohesiveness. I think that they have been doing a lot better than they did to start the season because Chris Paul said it best a couple of weeks ago. They're finally starting to click. They have that on-court chemistry right now. They're starting to kind of understand each other better, and thank God because it's like halfway through the season. But obviously, you know, some good things are happening with them. So who knows about all this trade talk? I think a lot of it could be just talk, but at the same time, Thunder fans, you should really pay attention to it. You never know uh, when the roster is going to be shaken up. So I don't know. It's... It's kind of interesting to keep your ears peeled for it, but you know, it. Stephen Adams. Your ears peeled? Yeah, your ears. You keep your eyes peeled. Your ears what? open. You don't peel your ears. I can peel someone's ears. I don't know. Matt, Matt you can keep you your you eyes open too. Ears? You can keep your eyes open too. You know, eyes open, ears peeled. So you can you keep, keep your. Eyes I've heard it both ways. No one says open, though. You, you keep your ears, your ears peeled. I've heard, I've heard it peeled. both ways. You know. Peeled. No, you have not. Well, now I have. Matt. Max, Max, and, this is the first time girl. I've heard it the other way. But no, on the trade talks, though. I like it that other way. I've always said it. <laughs> on the trade talks, though, OKC's in a good position because they don't have to trade anybody. Everyone thought that they were going to be you know, kind of tanking true. and not in the playoff hunt, so they thought they were going to have to trade people to make stuff happen. They don't have to at all. They're going to get in the playoffs, and I think, I mean, if they, if they keep this together, they're going to get in the playoffs. And if the right deal doesn't come along for Oklahoma City, they don't have to trade. So they're in a good spot. The only one that some people think they might like have to trade is Gallinari just because he's expiring. But even then, you could sign and trade him in the offseason um, if that's something he agrees to. And in an offseason where he's going to be one of the best free agents available. Yes, it's like I him and like Fred VanVleet. Like, like the free agent class is uh, a little a little thin right now. Uh, so if the season ended today, Oklahoma City would have the 18th pick in the draft. So is that a good thing? I'm not sure. The 18th uh, pick? Better than, like, the 21st, what they had, and then they had, like, 52, 53. Just keep it under 20 so that you can actually get your pick back. In the second round. Yes, make sure that you're uh, not one of the 10 best teams in the league and you'll be okay. Uh, as far as my thoughts, though, on this team and keeping it together, I think it makes a lot of sense. If you go read, just if you're a Thunder fan, first off, you need to get used to reading mock drafts and not just reading mock drafts as the list of players in a numbered order, 
but you need to start reading about the players who are going to get drafted and start paying attention to what people are saying about them and how they're being evaluated because that matters for Oklahoma City now. This upcoming draft, there's four guys at the top. It's Anthony Edwards, it's James Wiseman, it's LaMelo Ball, everyone roll their eyes, and Cole Anthony. Those are the four guys that are going to go one through four. Five through about 20, all over the place. All over the place. No one has any idea. Now, it's really early in the college season. We're going to get a little bit more clarity. But all these guys coming into the year, five through about 20, are all kind of the same. So unless you're going to be in the top four, it's not really worth losing. Yeah, that's true. It's not worth investing a lot of losses, making your fans not decide they don't want to come out on a Wednesday night while you're playing a crappy opponent because the game doesn't matter and they know you're trying to lose. Yeah. It's not worth it. Next year, there's a few guys who can really change your franchise yeah. if you look going forward. But for this season and this draft, it doesn't. It does make a ton of sense just to stick where you are and win some games. Oklahoma City's going to lose a lot of games over the next five years. A yeah. lot. Yeah. A lot. So why rush that process? You don't need to rush to it right now. Enjoy the winning. Enjoy the playoffs. Two games at home at minimum. They play Houston in the first round, maybe three. This is a good team. Enjoy a good team. It is a good team. All right. enjoyed it so far. Final thoughts. We'll wrap around the circle real quick, and then we'll sign off. Matt Burton, your final thought on tonight's loss, 125-110 to 110 against Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, it's disappointing after they had probably their best performance. Uh, uh, not probably. I think it is their best. that was their best performance They probably the had their best performance. You know, that's still true, even if they actually had their best. It was yeah. probably their best as well. No, against Houston. I was saying against Houston. Like it's it's hard It's hard to follow up with this performance after you just had your, your best performance of the year against Houston. But... Lakers were just on fire tonight. That's really plain and simple, all it was. They got off to an early lead and uh, just kind of stuck with it. So not, yeah. not, not a whole lot to hang your head about. Just one of those nights and uh, get prepared to uh, go up to old Minnesota. Ooh, old boy. Minnesota. Old Minnesota. Old PJ Flex going to be there rowing the boat. <laughs> um, my final thought of this game is that, yeah, I was ugly, but kind of what Matt Burton was saying. Please Matt Batten? Burton. You said it like with Batten? a Boston accent. My name is Matt. Well, Matt- we're talking about Minnesota. Matt- Mattison Burton. Mattison Burton. Uh, yeah, my final thoughts is just, you know, this was ugly, but don't panic about it. I think that every single team is going to have a game like this. Yeah, it was the Lakers. They were super shorthanded, so it really shouldn't have gone this way. Uh, but at the same time, it's not the end of the world. It is kind of midseason. I think some teams might hit a couple of like lumps in the road. I don't know if the Thunder will. They're still playing decent basketball. It wasn't just like an absolute abysmal showing of them tonight. Yeah, they got down by 32 at one point, but I, I don't know. It didn't look as bad as it actually was. So, yeah, just don't panic about it. They're going to pull it back together. Uh, They have a good opportunity in Minnesota on Monday, and I think they can just sweep this one under the rug. Every NBA team throws up these kind of performances every so often. Oklahoma City got a little bit spoiled this year because this team hasn't. They just haven't thrown up these clunkers. Right. This was one of those clunkers. It's going to happen. It's hard to avoid. Now, what I will say, we used to see one of these every couple weeks, every three weeks for a long, long time. So it's nice only having this be the second one out of all the games that played so far in Oklahoma City. A tide is definitely turning. This team is a lot more consistent, but this is a bad example of it. It's a tough loss. It's one of those ones, like the Washington loss the third game of the year in the home opener, that at the end of the season we'll look back to that game and this one so far and say, what the hell happened? What was that? How did the Thunder lose that game? And again, to my point, at this time last year, we probably had five of those or six of those where we said, how the hell did the Thunder lose that game? 
This team's winning there when they're supposed to, but th- to- that was not tonight. All right, this nope. is the first take postgame show. Madison Morris, Chisholm Holland underneath the Cole Court Hotel at the Flint Restaurant right here on Sheridan Avenue. Northwest Caddy Corner of Chesapeake Energy Arena. So come over here, hang out with us, drink a beer, have a nice little cocktail, maybe get some food or an appetizer. All that is great here at Flint before and after every single home game. You will find us here. Um, So come swing by our favorite spot whenever the Thunder are playing at the peak. Thank you to Matt Burton back in the studio for everything you do and keeping us on the air as always. Thank Thank you, Madison Morris, for filling in for Jerry Ramsey tonight. Chisholm Holland, thank you for filling in for John Hamm. (laughs) <laughs> Until Monday against the Minnesota Timberwolves, this has been the Thunder First Take Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise in Oklahoma City, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa.